Welcome to the Nature Photo Guys podcast, where we talk about nature photography from gear to our philosophies and everything in between. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. You're listening to Joe Dujardin and Chris Gibbs, the Nature Photo Guys. Well, Chris, welcome back to season two. Yeah, kind of do. excited to get back here. Um, I know we did that funny little intro video when yes. we're out. Everybody loved it. Canon ask us there. Gears. Oh, and you flying in like an eagle. <laughs> yes, yes. I heard about that a little, maybe too much, unfortunately. <laughs> if only that. If only everybody saw what you did before that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you made me redo the eagle soaring instead of that, fluttering in. That was. Oh my God, that was hilarious! Well, maybe see that. But we got it, maybe for one day. Blooper reel, exactly, exactly, yeah, right? Exactly. So, so, yeah. So, no, hey, um, it's good to get back. Uh, yeah, get sure. to start chatting again. Um, you know, last year was a lot of uh, technical kind of intro, um, you know, photo techniques and all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I think today um, we're going to talk about um, our earlier influences. That's right. As far as uh, getting into photography Sounds and primarily cool. nature photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause back in the day when I started in the studio and that kind of thing, I wasn't all that much in the nature photography. I mean, I, you know, I did a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't until later on that I really got, got into uh, the nature photography. Sure. Right? It was so, more portraits and stuff like that, I guess. Eh? And, yeah. Portraits, yeah. studio, commercial, like all that kind of stuff, right. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that you'd basically set up and do in the studio. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was there when the transition was made from studio to 35 millimeter outside, mm. basically like the um, transition from, you know, a studio wedding to a photojournalistic style wedding with 35 millimeters, right? oh, okay. you know, cool. yeah. so I've seen, you know, that's kind of where I was at as far as um, the yeah. photography um generation wise right you know yeah. so oh, man you're old anyway um yeah uh, yeah yeah hey yeah we'll see. <laughs> i'm so much younger than you too <laughs> yeah you're 50 what two 50 <laughs> i think we're only a few years apart that's for sure so yeah yeah well, that, exactly. that must have been must have been a different time for sure so it's a lot of a lot of the younger folk probably can't even imagine what it would have been like at that point for sure but uh uh, well, think about it. Manual focus. Yeah. Slide film. Sure. You know, like yeah. you didn't get that. Ch- I mean, you didn't have like, you know, 10 frames per second. You had <laughs> one frame per second. I mean, I remember the old day uh, having a power winder on the bottom of the Canon A1, right? And yes. just like battery operated. So the minute you clicked, they went. Oh, nice. And then, so all it does is all it did was advance the frame instead yeah. of going a couple of clicks to the right, you know? So, um, oh. yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a different time, yes. but, um, I just wanted to mention some of the guys that actually, um, kind of, uh, were my influences, you know, yeah. back in the day Sounds and, good. um, what kind of really got me pumped about it. So like of nature photography so basically uh, uh nature yeah nature primarily nature yeah so wildlife landscape macro that kind of stuff okay sounds good so like i'll get into it um the the first guy i really started to follow and got some of his books was uh john shaw 
Okay. So, I mean, I still have his stuff here. You know, I still have his books. But uh, man, back in the day, he was like, to me, he was like a legend, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, this book here is dating back to, I think this one's like 84, 85. Uh, this was 84. Not that I bought it in 84, but no, fair um, this this one's going back, back to 84. Was he specifically and a wildlife photographer or he did landscape nature. and all that too? Just nature and landscapes, general. macro, nature in general. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You betcha. And, you know, I see some of the stuff in here and, and just to know that it was all shot on slide film just kind of blows mm. your mind. Cause I mean, back in the day you, uh, you had the no exposure, right? If you didn't know exposure, especially with slide film, you were done. Cause slide film is was pretty much what you see is what you get. Okay. Right. It wasn't like shooting print film where, you know, you could be off by a stop and a half or two and they just fix it in, in the lab. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. So um, in this case here, um, you know, this was pretty, I think, it was, yeah, most of it was shot on slide. Like you saying, like Kodachrome 64, okay. um, Kodachrome 25. And again, these numbers 64 and 25 are basically film speed or like ISO in today's, you know, digital oh. cameras. So can you imagine shooting an ISO 25? Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Or 64, you know, <laughs> but no you, the other thing you got to remember too, is um, for a lot of this slower film stuff, like this, the slower um, slide film, yeah. it was um, static subjects. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It, so it was no landscapes and macro and yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, it wasn't really, you know, um, needed uh, high speed wasn't really needed because it wasn't a whole lot of movement okay but then i'm just taking a look at at these uh these two moose yeah, okay yeah. and li listen to the specs here listen listen to the the oh, no. um the settings okay quarter chrome 64 okay at 400 right okay one fifteenth of a second at 3.5 oh wow <laughs> one fifteenth of a second like what the hell? So obviously the moose didn't move, right? Yeah, I was going to say, is that image super um, it, sharp? Obviously that you're looking at. Oh, too, it is. Right? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent, you know? So, um, one fifteenth, <laughs> one fifteenth. So yeah, he was definitely, you know, a huge influence in the beginning. Now, a so lot of his stuff he's taught, he talks about was still relevant today. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Photography yeah. in general. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Composition. And they're talking about composition, rule of thirds, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. I mean, it's, it's still really relevant. Right. So. So I'm assuming a one fifteenth of a second, you don't see too many birds in flight in that book. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, actually. Oh, here's a bird right here. This one was um, quarter chrome 64, one five hundredth of a second, but okay. a lot of light. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Of course. So, but, so this was one of them, nature photographers, complete guide to professional field techniques. Right. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one was really a favorite of mine and this is a close up in nature. Oh, so this is basically a macro book. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, guys, like this stuff is still relevant. Like don't, don't think just because this book's 20 years old that um, you know, you're not going to learn from it. That's why I still have them. It's nice just to go back and, take a look and you know yeah. uh, get an eye for certain subjects and you know um technology changes over the years but the composition the, you know your techniques as a photographer doesn't change right so uh, oh, no it's still composition still lights yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i mean and we talked about this before you know you can give a um a professional camera system to an amateur that's just starting out 
yeah. and, uh, and, and a camera system just off the shelf to a professional and the images will still be night and day. Yes. Right. You know, it's, it's just the camera doesn't make the photographer. Right. I no. mean, it obviously helps with getting more images, uh, sharpness, quality of, of the image. Um, um, there's certain looks and feel, you know, when you're shooting a prime versus a, like say a lower end zoom, you know, that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah, but as far as, you know, um, as far as, um, your eye, right. Yep. Like the, the, the light composition, all this kind of stuff. Sure, like how yeah. all, uh, Understanding lens in framing techniques and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, exactly. Oh, leading lines. And, yeah. I mean, you know, behavior and, and everything. Right. So for sure. Yep. Agreed. Uh, another one of his was focus on nature, right? Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Another one of his good books. And then this one was like over the top. I mean, cause there wasn't too many books like this. And it was called The Business of Nature Photography. Oh, that would have been, yeah, a rare book back in those days. For yeah, sure. back yeah. then, right? So, you know, it had everything here from, uh, you know, setting up a work environment, uh, investing in a computer back oh. then, right? <laughs> um, shooting subjects that sell, right? Um, how to organize, file, and store your slides. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, Stock that agencies. That would have been yeah. big time information that not very many people had back then, I would think. They, people would have no. been clamoring for that book, right? Well, yeah, because, you know, they even had, uh, you know, editing, captioning and copywriting your images, sending out submissions, signing up with a stock agency, developing, uh, uh, you know, saleable magazine articles. And, you know, wow. this is all stuff that like, you know, John Marriott back in the day, Darwin Wiggett's. Yeah. Um, you know, all these guys were doing anyways, right? That's you right. Know? Yep. Like they knew this system because back then, you know, they did slide film, you know, sure. they, they shot all this stuff, right. You know, exactly. um, and um, so this book here and who knows, maybe, you know, this was one of their books too, growing up. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is, um, this is one of my favorite guys growing up. Uh, well, one of them, uh, I'm going to mention three or four here, but sure. You know, if you guys are looking to uh, go to the uh, used bookstores, you know, bargain bins and stuff like that. If you see uh, John Shaw, I would definitely recommend. Uh, what was he Canadian, uh, Joe, or was he was he? Uh, North no, American he was out of the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was uh, American. Let's okay. let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. And like that's what I mean. I still carry. I still keep all the books. Like it's yeah. just these stuff. These things are so good, right? Um, the other guy was uh, Tim Fitzharris. Okay. Okay. He was another nature guy. So John Shaw was like earlier, this guy was coming up in around the, well, I was reading his stuff like mid nineties, you know, okay. this was early, late eighties, early nineties for Shaw. Um, and then this was like mid to late nineties sort of thing. Right. Sure. For yep. me anyways. Yep. So this was nature photography, um, you know, digital edition over 200 new photos. Um, the Audubon society's guide to nature photography. Right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And again, a lot of his stuff, you know, was all done on, well, all on slide film, everything from composition, picture design, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, the Equinox Guide to 35 millimeter landscape photography. So this one was landscape specific, right? Oh, nice. You know, yeah. um, but I'm, you know, I'm just reading the back here actually. And it says, you know, he so far is an author of 11 books on nature. Uh, and he was a regular writer for Outdoor Photographer magazine. Uh, oh, cool. Which was, um, which was a magazine I got monthly yes, for years. Yep, like yep. the stacks I had were like in the hundreds, right? Right. <laughs> um, 
and um, he's uh, he's at a Santa Fe, New Mexico. So New Mexico. So okay, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, but um, can you tell me uh, where the uh, the cover image is from? Uh, is that I can't tell from there. Is that Yosemite? No. No. Looks like Red it's in Rock. Canada. Is it in Canada? Oh, oh. Yeah. Bad me. I can't tell from there. No. Jasper National Park. Oh, is it Jasper? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that was kind of cool that, you know, you know, he traveled up this way to, you know, yeah. Take some cool photos. Anyways, pretty cool. Pretty, that pretty cool. cool. Um, so yeah, uh, that was the Equinox Guide. Uh, then there was a wild bird photography, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you know, he did a lot of stuff for the Audubon Society, right? National Audubon Society. So okay, yep. a lot of his books. And then again, he had a close-up in nature photography. Book. Oh, he did. Okay. So, yeah. and you know, I, I found a lot of the stuff um, was the same with Sean, you know, with everybody, right? Because a lot of the techniques and stuff, well, they are the same, right? You, yeah. you can only get so far where, um, you know, you run into, um, the same things like it's sure. um, yeah you know macro lenses and macro lens using extension tubes using a bellows using diopters using certain flash setups using you know it's 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 all the same but you know just showing maybe something slightly different as far as um you know lighting goes or composition or something like that so yeah you, some of these guys may shoot a little bit to the one side or whatever they may have different techniques that yeah. they have you know patterned off of their own uh, style right and yeah for sure so Okay, so this one was 1998. Okay. okay. Yep. And when this book was published, he was up to 18 books. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah. impressive. So he's yeah. got quite a, and I only have about a half a dozen books from each of these guys, right? Okay. So yeah. uh, I'd be really that. curious to see, like, you know, where his other, uh, what his other 12 books are on, right? You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty well, cool. More, more right um, now. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, I've got a lot of photography books that I just, I'm just looking at my shelf here. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I've, um, I've just collected and kept. So to me, one thing about keeping those old books, you know, from the professionals years ago, it kind of, if you're, if you're looking for inspiration, you can open them up, see some of those images, the composition, um, you know, it, it, it just gets your mind moving. Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, the best part of it is, you know, you, you get uh, to see the, the um not only the image right i mean because you can go on the google images and look at pictures and like yeah. oh okay yeah i can try some of this but sure. you know it'll actually say it'll show a picture of the you know the lens with the extension tube and it's like okay yeah i haven't tried extension tubes in a while or i've never tried yeah. extension tubes and you know um here i just flipped to another page with a flash setup and you know this kind of oh, stuff yes. right yeah and um you know the other thing cool about these these old books too is you can still buy a lot of this um and expensive lenses oh yeah and and gear right sure. and you can adapt them to these the you know to these dslrs now right that's right yeah they might be like all with manual, reverse rings yeah. and yeah yeah but i mean you can with these reverse rings or or you know there's these adapters that you can actually stack lenses and all kinds sure. of things right you know yeah. so you can have you can have a lot of fun with it so that may even bring in more inspiration by you True. know going yeah. going back and trying something out of the right? box so, a little bit yeah for sure yeah for sure so those were the two big ones. Okay. Um, the third big one, and I really got into this guy like 2010. Um, okay. I, I, I bought his book soon as came, soon as it came out. Um, oh, yeah. And it's uh, Moose Peterson. Oh, okay. Um, so it's called Captured and Lessons from Behind the Lens of a Legendary Wildlife Photographer. Nice. And this to me was kind of the Bible back then. 
when it came to wildlife. Right? Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it had anything and everything. Like, I mean, you, well, here, like I'm just seeing pikas, um, you know, uh, bears, um, you know, talks about behavior. It talks about, well, there's polar bears. There's like, I mean, anything oh, and wow. everything. Right. Yeah. So it's like field notes. Right. So yeah. it was really good. I mean, <clears throat> if there was one book uh, I would suggest and, you know, you try and find, Sure. You know, I, I was kind of like one of, one of the Bibles right now, yeah. it would be captured. It's almost sure. like a nature encyclopedia kind of thing. Everything, all it the is. information about well, it, one kind of thing. Um, legendary, this guy, like just, you know, right from back in the day, um, this book was, I mean, it's kind of beat up in some torn edges. and you Oh, know, well used though, right? It, it, yeah, it was something that was, uh, I, I read and reread quite a bit. It's Actually like a- with this book here, Back in the day, 2010, I paid $67 oh. Canadian for this book. Yeah. And that was unheard of for a book back then. Yes. You know, no, for sure. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was $55 US. It's almost, it's almost so, like a reference manual in a way, you know? like It, it is. It in. is. Yeah. But actually, you know, one of the things I remember from him is uh, with this was um, to increase his stock sales. Okay, when he was shooting film, because most of it, it, like he was one of those hardcore, didn't want to go to digital right away, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, he taught me that, you know, back in the stock photo sales days, he said images of wildlife that were on the warmer side okay. sold a lot better than the ones based off of, like, say, a normal uh, daylight exposure. Okay, yeah, so he would he would have a warming filter attached to his lens 100% of the time when he shot wildlife because just that added little and not a very you know strong one but just enough to take the coolness off the photo right yeah okay and uh he said um that made a huge difference as far as uh um, selling his stock photos isn't that well he he would know if he's got as many as he probably did he would know he would have the analytics back then to determine that as well right so well i mean i'm sure his library is up into the hundreds of thousands of stock images right like you you know it's just one of those things right but uh but uh he is the first one i um yeah uh i learned that technique from him nice right so yeah yeah i mean i learned a, a lot from all these guys but you know that was one of them so moose peterson he's He's the man. So, oh, very cool. Well, you, you know, looking at this stuff, you, you actually, you know, you're looking through it, you learn a lot, actually, right? You just going through that, flipping different techniques, like we've said, just looking at the images, looking how people are composing different shots. You, you learn from that too, right? So, um, even if you well, weren't, if you're early on looking at this stuff, you sure get an idea of, of uh, the, the best way to shoot what looks good to you and, you know, to yeah. your eye. Well, he was a big, big proponent of using flash too. Oh, he was with wildlife. Flash and wildlife. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good at balancing flash and everything else. And, uh, you know, um, he used teleconverters religiously too, you know. Okay. Yeah. On his old D3s, D4, Nikons, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember he's, he's a big Nikon guy for sure. Okay. So, but cool. Mr. Moose Peterson. And uh, the last one I'm going to just touch base on really quick is... Um, I think everybody's heard of this guy too. And that's George Lepp. Okay. Yep. So, you know, again, this was uh, in the 2010s. I think it was. <clears throat> I think this book was published early 2010 here, just to give you an idea. Oh, look at me go 2010. Um, so again, you know, just a different point of view, right? He sees differently than everybody else does, right? Yep. You know, 
um, how he got the image, you know, um, you know, well, here's a subject thoughts on photographing captive animals, you know, okay. um, you know, a little bit of history, some, some natural history in here. Um, you know, I think he's more behavior based, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so he's talking about specific animals, you know, not so much techniques, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some techniques in here, but you know, a lot of sure. that had to do with, um, you know, a lot of his stuff has to do with, uh, behavior. So, which is a huge, from a blind and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is a hu hugely important in nature photography as well. Right. Understanding behavior and yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And once I get through these, these two books that I'm currently reading, um, I'll, uh, I'll give a bit of re review on that. And, and one is um, um, on tracking and the other one's on behavior. So um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll throw those up in, in uh, an episode coming up to you just to, so everybody can kind of see, um, uh, well, see what I'm reading, but see where I get a lot of my information from. I yeah. mean, and, and don't get me wrong, it, it's easy enough to just get on Google and you know start researching uh, sure. animal behavior and all this kind of stuff. But I'm still like a tactile kind of, book paper flipping yeah. pages bookmarking you know that kind Come of stuff right? but you, you also got to be careful with google because some things out there are inaccurate and you know as well oh, they are oh i think yeah. they can be right for yeah. sure and i mean uh the other thing too is you know i just take my camera and take a picture of a page or, like if i need yeah. to bring information with me or whatever like you know bit of a reference um, you know, yeah yeah for sure for sure so um so Great. i think i'm gonna leave it with those four guys okay um you know if you guys ever find any of that kind of stuff out there you know at the the bookstores i'd you know or even online you know yeah i'm sure there's a lot of this stuff used out there but um certainly inspirational and kind of where i got started as far as uh nature photography goes so nice very good yeah and if anybody has any so, other photographers to throw out there we'd love to hear them because we're always uh interested yeah in and 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 don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a long list that we're going to talk about coming up, Yes. but these were kind of my earlier influences, yeah. right? Like this is, you know, before we knew a lot of the um, locals, a lot of the, you know, sure. the big names right now. Right. You know, exactly. That, well, yeah. really they weren't around back then. No, you know, no. like the, the, you know, a lot of these guys were being published when I was like 14, sure. <laughs> 15 yeah. years old. Right. A long you know? time ago. Yes. A long <laughs> time ago. Yeah. Yeah. They used to use those glass plates, you know? No, oh, anyways. No. Um, <laughs> so um, anyways, uh, yeah, I just, nice. you know, I, I think it's um, episodes a little different, you know, um, sure. you know, touching on some books, you know, letting people know. Um, Oh, it's great. Great. Understanding yeah, I, I exactly we, how you got into it and where you came from and who you, who you kind of looked at uh, to build inspiration in the past, right. To, to get to where you're yeah, at. Today. Yeah. And then maybe in the next episode, what we'll do, Chris, is we'll touch on maybe some early photography or video influences sure. for you. Sure. You Sounds know, good. just yep. to keep this episode not too long. Right. You know, and then, okay. cause I, I know you've been involved in video like 20, what, 20 plus years, right? Yeah, a long time like for sure. Yeah, here and there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and photography you know, really have... the last 10 years kind of thing. So my influences in yeah. photography are more, I guess, from since 2010, I guess, right? From that book that mm -hmm. you showed from to today. Yeah. Right. So there's lots of uh yeah. interesting guys and girls as well that uh be we'll be talking about for sure going forward. So yeah, I think we'll just leave it at that. And um, you know, in future episodes, we'll uh you know, start sharing, um, you know, a few more photographers as we go along and, uh, you know, help the uh, the audience out there, you know, find and, and follow some, um, you know, some more um, inspirational photographers. 
And, yeah, for um, sure. there's lots of there's lots of them out there. That's for sure. So yeah, there is a lot of them out there, Chris. So, uh, but we'll take our time and uh, introduce them, you know a few as we go, and uh, one. You know, maybe that'll uh, one will will mesh with you. You know, one yeah. will stay with you and, and really help you along. So. Um, I think that's uh, that's it, eh, Chris? Yeah, that well, sounds like um, a great, great plan. That was a good episode, and great to hear uh, your early influences there, Joe. Thanks, uh, guys, for watching uh, slash listen, and um, yeah, we'll catch you uh, next time on the uh, Nature Photo Guys podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. See you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Nature Photo Guys podcast. If you have any questions, contact us at info at thenaturephotoguys.ca or message us on Facebook and Instagram at The Nature Photo Guys Podcast. Visit YouTube and subscribe to our channel to watch all our latest videos. Or follow and listen to our latest podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website at thenaturephotoguys.ca. We'll catch you next time on The Nature Photo Guys Podcast. Podcast.